Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The key to this podcast is deciding that we want to listen to it as a team and not as individuals. Actually, listen to it however you want. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Wednesday, October 30th. But first, sports. Good morning and a happy Wednesday to you, my friend. We are one day away from Halloween. We are in prime adults in offices and Halloween costume season. And two days away from passing out on your couch with a box of discount candy filled with empty wrappers beside you. Uh, but first, we deal with last night's sporting events, and they were some doozies. The Maple Leafs welcomed the Washington Capitals to Toronto last night, and the story for most of the day before the game was what Alex Ovechkin had to say about the Maple Leafs' play as of late and where they need to be going forward. Let's just take a listen to those quickly. Uh, for them, you know, they're still a still young group of guys, and, um, you know, um, I hope they're going to learn, but, uh, you know, to, Again, uh, it's it's up to them how they want to do it, and uh, if they want to uh, play for yourself or if they want to win for uh, if they want to uh, win Stanley Cup, they have to uh, play differently. Uh, it's no doubt. Interesting comments from a guy who has been down this road before, and Maple Leafs leaders Mike Babcock and Austin Matthews more or less agreed that Ovi has a point with what he's saying, and well, he would know better than anybody how to turn an offense-only situation into one that consistently wins. And when they did, on the ice, the Capitals won last night's game 4-3. An overtime victory thanks to an OT goal from Ovechkin himself. And I bet, I bet, if I told you that Ovechkin scored a power play goal, you could close your eyes and you could tell me exactly what it looked like and you would be correct. Yes, it was a one-timer. Yes, it was from the exact spot you think it's from. Capitals win. The Leafs played better than they had in the last week or so. It wasn't all... Uh, sunshine and moral victories, though. Jake Muzzin left this game in the first period with what looked like, I would say, a knee-ish injury, a leg injury for sure. Lower body, of course, they'll call it. Uh, he was hit by Tom Wilson. Uh, Babcock played down the severity post-game of the injury, but any time missed from Jake Muzzin is trouble for this team that is already thin defensively at the very best of times. Joining me now from the very bowels of Scotiabank Arena, after the game is our very own Justin Cuthbert. Cuth, let's start with Ovechkin's pregame comments. What do you think of what he said, and how do you think the team responded to it? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely valid, but I think Alex Ovechkin was sort of loosely sort of applying his own situation to the Maple Leafs when maybe that wasn't exactly what he was trying to do. I don't think he was trying to set off a firestorm or present this scathing criticism what the Maple Leafs doing. Frankly, I don't think he's paying all that much attention. Uh, but I think he knows, and when he's when he was asked the question that, you know, this is what he had to do. This is the experience he went through to become uh, a player that could anchor a championship roster. So I think that's a lot of what 
sort of happened here. I think it was a bit of a lost in translation moment. I don't think he really wanted to uh, criticize the Maple Leafs sort of in that way, but I do think it worked in the Maple Leafs' favor to a certain extent. I think they heard those comments. Uh, I think they unpacked them and digested them, and I think maybe, I mean, the fact that, that Babcock wasn't too displeased with him I think tells you a lot. I think this is a message that they probably need because I do think some of those elements are missing in their game where there, there is a lot of individuality and they're, and they're not quite championship refined. So uh, I don't think Babcock minded at all that the message was sent, and I think the Maple Leafs responded reasonably well. Uh, I don't think it was the reason that they lost tonight is that, you know, the Capitals were a better championship caliber team. I think uh, it was a battle of power plays, and the better power play won out in the end. We also heard, if you listen to talk radio in the last week, the Maple Leafs may be lacking uh, for toughness. We saw Freddie Goche involved in some scrums as well. Uh, you know, there was the hit on Jake Muzzin by... Tom Wilson and the hit on Tyson Berry by Tom Wilson. Do you think that's something sort of uh, bubbling under the surface, or is that never going to be the way this team uh, needs to go forward? I mean, they're definitely not going to have a Tom Wilson who's going out there and you know inflicting legitimate punishment on guys. But I think, I mean, the I think what we've been talking about, I guess, from the last two games is what's the correct response when some guy is running around out there or, or one of the players sort of take, takes a cheap shot or whatever. And I think Freddie Goche provided the exact response that it should be. I think there should be someone who stands up and at least gets in their face, tells them, uh, you know, you know, something that I'm not going to repeat on this podcast, but at least gets gets in their face and and gives at least the illusion because I don't think Freddie Goche was going in there without, you know, the fact that there was a bunch of guys and, and the referees close by because he wasn't going to fight Tom Wilson, but he had at least the confidence to stand in there and show that, you know, he's standing up for a teammate. And what he did by not doing much, but maybe just the bare minimum, is that he preserved the power play for the Maple Leafs, and the Maple Leafs on their seventh power play finally scored. So uh, I think that's exactly what needs to happen when these issues do arise. Uh, just skating past the guy and not saying anything uh, sort of enables the other team to run around and, and do, do whatever they want to do. I don't think Freddie Gauthier did anything to deter John Wil or Tom Wilson in the future, uh, but at least he did something to at least spark, I think, the Maple Leafs. Now... Uh, Jake Muzzin only played about five minutes of this game. He left with what was called a Charlie horse, which you can uh, debate the validity of. Uh, just how important is his health uh, going forward for this team? Well, it's immensely important. I think if there is one guy who can play that way and answer if something needs to be answered, it would be Jake Muzzin. But I think his importance is, runs far, far deeper than that. Obviously, he's he's one of the most reliable, probably the most reliable defenseman on the roster right now, uh, at least with Morgan Riley sort of dealing with his early season struggles, which probably have a lot to do uh, with an injury that he is battling. But uh, I don't think you can sort of overstate how much Jake Muzzin means to this team because uh, he's the guy who's been taking on more and more responsibility from a defensive shutdown perspective, uh, getting more difficult matchups, and he stepped up offensively as well and provided a little spark uh, in recent weeks. So I don't think you can really overstate uh, the loss of Jake Muzzin, and it definitely had an effect tonight because uh, for whatever reason, Mike Babcock didn't trust Travis Dermott with too many minutes, even though I thought he looked pretty good in the early going. And it forced Morgan Riley to play 33 minutes, and as I mentioned, he's dealing with an injury, so I think his performance waned, and I think we probably know why his performance waned, because he's battling out there, and he was, you know, sort of push to his threshold tonight. So uh, they obviously need six defensemen uh, to have a 
a chance most nights. Uh, they were down to five, but one of those defensemen needs to be Jake Muzzin for them to be at their best. Now, you touched on it briefly. I'll just get into this as quickly as we can. Uh, Travis Dermott, you sort of pointed out mid-game. Looked like he wasn't used a lot in the middle. Is that a performance thing or just getting him up to game speed in your eyes? I think it was a performance thing because he was pulled off the ice after about 15 seconds and he made sort of a sloppy play that led to Tom Wilson having a, a pretty good look at the net. So I think he was he only played three shifts in the first 10 minutes of the second period uh, and he, I think he only played seven and a half minutes in the second and third period combined. So I think uh, Babcock saw that one instance where he, you know, let the Capitals basically gift wrapped a, a chance for the Capitals and uh, it sort of forced everybody else into to major minutes when I think he was playing fine. I thought his his uh, his first passes were crisp. He was using his skating ability to sort of uh, elude four checkers in the first period. One mistake, and and I think uh, they just the the leash was a little too short tonight. It seemed like a performance thing to me. off to get healthy and recalibrated they don't play again until saturday against the philadelphia flyers maple leafs officially off to a six five and three start to the season five points back of the boston bruins and the surprising buffalo sabers at the top of the division obviously it's a little early to talk about the division and points but be that as it may that is the standings in the world series last night oh baby a dramatic game filled with controversial calls big plays by big time players and when the dust settled, it was the Washington Nationals keeping the season alive for one more day, delivering us all the two greatest words in sports, Game 7. The Nats won Game 6 by a score of 7-2, to two, thanks to 8 and a third from Steven Strasburg on the hill, and a huge 3-for-4, 5-RBI day from Anthony Rendon. So we have one game left to decide who finishes 2019 as the World series champion the Nats and the Houston Astros play game seven tonight first pitch just after 8 p.m. it is expected that Max Scherzer who else will get the ball for the Nats and who knows who might find their way into this game on the mound for either of these teams one more game let it all out there after 162 games in like a month of the playoffs there are nine innings left give or take to decide who wins it all? It should be wild, dramatic. Uh, these two teams have already delivered a back-and-forth series, so anything less than a Game 7, quite frankly, would have been a letdown. There's tennis this morning as well. Bianca Andreescu back at it this morning. She has her second match in the WTA Finals round-robin this morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time. That one kicks off. She faces second-seeded Karolina Pliskova. Not an easy matchup. Pliskova spent time as the world number one previously, uh, especially not easy with a aching back that Bianca has. But she has beaten Pliskova this season already. She was one of the wins on the way to the Rogers Cup title in Toronto earlier this summer. Once again, an 8 a.m. start time. A little tennis to go with your morning coffee. And finally, the Toronto Raptors back at it again tonight. The Raptors. Host the Detroit Pistons. It's game four of Dwayne Casey versus Nick Nurse. Dwayne Casey up 3-0 in that rivalry. Uh, not really a rivalry. Call it a rivalry if you want to. The Raps out to a 3-1 start. The Pistons are 2-2. Two two. We will see if the Raptors can finally beat Dwayne Casey. Who would ever thought that beating Dwayne Casey 
would be something the team struggled to do. Tip-off for that game scheduled for 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, and that is your proverbial Devil's Night action, a Game 7 and a quasi-rivalry for the Raptors. I'll be back tomorrow morning to talk to you about it on a Halloween edition of But First Sports. But until then, have yourself a great Wednesday. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.